When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Tonight from the WVU Coliseum, the K State men's basketball team will. Go on the road for just the second time this year in a true road game and face Josh Eilert's West Virginia Mountaineers. Pre-game coverage starts at 5 o'clock, so we're on for less than an hour. Tip-off is a few minutes after 6 o'clock right here on News Radio KMAN. And by the way, speaking of right here on KMAN, how about Saturday, the Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins, they're playing on the Peacock Network. You know where you can listen to the the game for free right here on K-Man. Ding, 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 ding. 93.3 93.7 as well? Yeah. Ah! On the FM. Are you kidding? Who needs Peacock? Nobody. You got Mitch Vision. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you you notice how Jim Harbaugh looks like his dad? Yes, he is one of those kids that end up looking like their parents. (laughs) (laughs) And my bad Andy Rooney impersonation. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, both of them. You know, I, I, I want to get more on that here. Just a second. Yes, I want to yeah, pass a few right. things along real quick. Just a couple of uh, things to mention here. A couple you, of basketball things. Just the nobody triggered. Sorry. K State 2024 point guard on the men's side, David Castillo, signee, has today been named a McDonald's All American. Saw that coming. Woo. There's no doubt about that. But he's officially been named a McDonald's All American. How about Marquise Noel? Marquise Noel um, is the number one vote getter right now uh, for the G League All Star Game. Really, mm-hmm. I've seen clips of him just ripping it up, so that's no surprise either. Number four is Keontae Johnson. Wow! Between them is Luca Garza and Imani Bates. Number five, Mac McClung, who used to play at Tech, the slam dunk guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got his invite for the dunk contest again, too. Mm-hmm. So very recognizable names, obviously, in those top five. Sure. Ripping it up there in the G League. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and A.J. Shaw back with us today, filling in for Owen on the board. The phone number 537-1350. Mitch Palm and Jabroni of the Week is coming up in our just one-hour show. Jim Harbaugh rubs me the wrong way. I, I mean, congratulations to, to Michigan, whatever. Uh, you know, they cheated the way to the top, and in a way, I kind of respect it. Yeah. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Really, everybody does it, right? That's what, who was saying that yesterday? Uh, I, I, it's been a Jim Rome thing for years. Well, and then mentioned KU is like, they're the best cheaters in the world. Right? <laughs> they're the best and not, you know, they may get caught, but they don't get in trouble. Right. They'll, 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 they'll uh, get oh, yeah. themselves. So, someone went off on that today on Twitter, too. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that thing might not be dead. You know, you never know what the sure. NCAA. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But they're not going to take away the national championship. They can't. 
uh, because the college football playoff is not associated with the NCAA. Right. Um, but, you know, I just can't like a coach that runs away from the Gatorade bath. Uh, he really, <laughs> really didn't want to Oh, he hightailed it. it. Uh-huh. He had that sixth scent. Yeah. And when somebody tried grabbing him and here it comes, it was a player. Yeah. The player got it all. Yeah. And then a second guy kind of came up and gave him a bear hug, yeah. and he was fighting him off, too. He was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, dang, he really doesn't want this, man. He is serious, dude. Listen, what comes with college athletics is tradition. And it is tradition, if you're the head coach and you win a championship, you get the Gatorade bath. Yeah, dude. Sorry. Kleiman took it like a champ. Mm-hmm. He was re- he embraced it. Mm-hmm. Arms wide open. Bring it on. Ooh. We're Pop-Tarts Bowl champions. What was it? What bowl was it? The KC won in uh, Bill Snyder. I know exactly. Okay. I I, Ryan Mueller. Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl Ooh, he was with like heated. five minutes to go. Yeah. <laughs> that was, the, the timing was bad, yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Smoking uh, eventual national championship uh, Michigan, Michigan in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, though, he was super heated. And another thing I've never really seen, his brother came out onto the, onto the sideline like during the game. That was Weird, yeah. man. That was weird. John showed up late because <laughs> of the weather, travel issues. And uh, it, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, he goes right up to Jim and gives him a hug while he's like bent over 90 degree angle. I don't know, <laughs> talking to somebody on the headset. Gets the bear hug from behind. Like, what the hell? Oh, the, hey, it's, it's my brother. It, it's like they're back on the sidelines at, at Western Kentucky when dad was coaching. Right, when it didn't matter. Right, exactly. <laughs> you could just walk on the sideline like, it's a national championship. I coach the Ravens. I can do whatever I want. I mean, he can. Yeah, that's true. And probably he was probably, you know, he was Jim was probably talking to Colin Stallions at that time. Connor Stallions? Colin, yeah. well, Connor Stallions. Spe- speaking of him, did you know that he was at a bar in Houston? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently at a bar in Houston for the national championship game, and it was all Michigan fans buying him beer. Buying ah, him, was yeah. buying him the whole bar. Yeah. And quite honestly, if it, if it's K State in the same situation, who wouldn't do the Serve same him. thing? Serve Nobody. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when the Dan Patrick show does that. Yes. <laughs> Not so much the Harbaugh's, well, although his dad brought some good energy when they presented the trophy. The thing that awesome. is, is that's that's where the Dan Patrick show got it. Was that this is Jack Harbaugh's oh, deal? Is that his deal? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah and, cool. and Jim brought it to Michigan, and so yeah, yeah. But they shot it in the Dan Patrick show. They're like, no, but they kind of you know, yeah. They keep it <laughs> oh chill. yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it, it, the, the show airs at eight a.m. You know, they yeah, keep it really, chill. yeah. Um, Michigan wins the national championship, thirty-four thirteen over the Washington Huskies. Boy, uh, to me, the players of the game. Give credit to Michigan's offense for running the football extremely well, especially early in the game. They jumped mm-hmm. out to that 17-3 lead, and then they pile on in the fourth quarter to run away with it. They only give up three points in the second half to Washington. That or that Michigan front four on the defensive side, Wow, Washington's offensive line could not handle it, and especially that right tackle. He was eaten alive pretty much all night. I was like, geez, this guy is – I don't know if – I think Washington's O-line, for what I know, has been really good this year. I mean, they're a national champion runner-up offensive line. They're probably pretty decent at protecting Michael Penix Jr. But great job of a scheme for that for that Michigan defense. They were confusing. Mm-hmm. 
and they were giving Michael Penix Jr. all the pressure in the world. He was not comfortable for most of the night. He was holding his body. Yeah. I mean, for half of the game, he took some hits. And he was in pain. Yeah, I mean, they, that was, to me, the real difference in the game. Michigan's defense, who's been so good all year long, once again was great in the national championship. They played it like every down was third and long. They said, we're going to take away everything long from you. We're going to pressure you. We're going to tell our four guys, go. Go get them. They can't run the ball. Go get them. And even when they did try to t- run the ball as a token attempt, it was awful. They took well, it's because Dylan Johnson got hurt, and he still tried to play. He gave it a go. Man, he did tried he his try. best, yeah. and it just—I mean, it wasn't his night. It was funny to see the flip side of that, where uh, Michigan said you're going to have to put together a drive where you you dink and a dunk down the field, whereas Washington de- defense found some uh, really found a home saying. We're not going to give you anything. We're not going to give you anything close up. We're going to stack it up, and you have to beat us long. And there for a while, they were in that game. It was just a matter of time before a couple more big runs broke off. That J.J. McCarthy run broke their back. It was awful. Really, you have to even go to the start of the game and the unexpected runs. Oh, my God. When you're down to the third-string guy getting opportunities, a guy that had not carried the ball since the Penn State game Crazy. for Michigan scores the first two for scores the first touchdown like he was shot out of a cannon yes yes <laughs> I'm like what in the world well and the offensive line was doing a solid job of setting up the 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 route I mean just a second run had to make a really nice cut to the right and it was it was wide open green grass it yeah. was they mauled Washington up front they really did but Washington settled down on defense. I feel like Penix had some throws that he could have made too, and he was just unsettled from getting kind of beat up, which can't blame the guy. Washington or, uh, Michigan's defense, wow, wee wow, they were tough. Donovan Edwards, the running back that scored the first two touchdowns, ran for six carries, 104 and two touchdowns. It is the season high in yards. His previous season high was 52 against against Penn State. Jeez. Well, I mean, that's just credit to that. Again, that's more just credit to the offensive line and the work they did on – on Washington's defense early on with creating those holes. And mm. Washington, after those two long touchdown runs, did an excellent job of stopping the run for the most part for the rest of the game. And Blake Corum got it, got his yards. Um, let's talk about, though, the controversy of the game. The penalties or lack thereof. Mm. Um, because that was the big argument on social media, right? Yes. There was that um, – I'm trying to remember the – order of events here so there was the penalty on washington mm-hmm. that it was a holding play and i believe it was on that same right tackle or the right guard looked like he may have pulled on that wash or that michigan defensive lineman's like up front on the shoulder pads pulled him or whatever and then pushed him got called for a hold it didn't look like much to me but it was called a hold and then what does michigan do all night the defensive backs are grabbing they're holding all night, mm-hmm. not getting called. And then Michigan also got away with a hold, which ended up being a touchdown drive. Yeah. That's, I think, the issue with being able to review every single, not review, but watch close up every single play because you're going to see a hold every single play. Well, and That's, especially when you get something like Skycam going. Yeah. 
It's just the way he goes. Just add to the the it, visibility. It reminded me a lot of um, the way the Patriots shut down the Colts' high octane attack way back in the day. They just said, "What we're going to do the wide receivers is just beat the hell out of them, and if we get a penalty, who cares? We're, we're just going to let it. We're just going to go." And like Ty Law, guys like that were just taking Marvin Harrison and putting them down. And that was the attack on, on Washington. We're, we're not going to let these guys run around and do their thing. And that's what taking away everything deep. They just <laughs> pinned them down. I don't know. If you want to say that game was marred with calls or no calls, I don't know. What I saw was a bigger, stronger team running over the other guys. That was just it. For sure. And I also I felt – the game was kind of boring. <laughs> oh, it, de- it was kind of a boring game. It, Washington just didn't do enough to add an, to make it a really entertaining ball game, mm-hmm. to make it really competitive. Mm-hmm. There really was very little time you thought, okay, maybe Washington could be the better team. They got the momentum back in the second quarter. Pinnock threw that pick right away. Oof. Momentum gone. Killer. It was wow. Michigan the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, couple of more things here want to cover. Cats finish ranked 18th in the final AP poll this saw year. That. Yeah. Only the third time I think I saw where they finished the season where they go back to back years or fourth time. Fourth time where first, they've gone back to back years finishing the year ranked. First since 11 12. Very nice. If you want to go find uh, all of K State's top 25 finishes in the AP poll, D. Scott Friction tweeted that out earlier. 15th time K State's finished in the AP top 25. On the last poll, do you happen to know K-State's highest ever ranking in the AP poll to finish the year? Seven. Ten. But do you know what year? Yes. 1998. No, unfortunately. Um, yeah, because we because the bowl loss just knocked them further down the list. Oh, yeah. You just had to chime in with 1998. Yeah. Shut the whole Lost thing down. Let's go home. Yeah. Um, Sir Parker still has not scored. Uh, um, I'm going to say I don't know the year. <laughs> I, I, have no, I have no idea. Sixth and 99. Okay. Ooh. I think 99 so was, was one a one-loss. Was that a one-loss team? Those two teams back-to-back were just vicious. Because I think it was like 97. The only only game they lost was to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Eleven and one in ninety nine. They lost. I'm not going to talk about ninety eight, but yeah, we lost one in ninety seven. By the way, how did K State finish that ninety nine season? Ao beating Washington uh-huh. in the Holiday Bowl. Marcus Tuiasasopo was their their quarterback. Man, I thought this guy's going to be good. One more thing before we take our first break, AJ. I need you to take us to Vegas. Because we need to crown a Mitch in Vegas champion. Well, it was a tough season to start off with, but then I started to level it out and get it together. And, uh, well, it's like they uh, they said, ain't that a kick in the head for you guys? Because I did good. I was gonna, well, then you decided, well, it's the end of the season. I'm going to save my money because you didn't make picks. I didn't even. The second to last week, you didn't give I them d- to me. I, dude, I swear I remember doing it and just didn't. Ah, oh, God. Anyway. But we knew heading into the last two weeks, it was like a combined last week. We yeah. did a total of 12 bowl games, including the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, it was down to Troy and the people. They were tied yeah. 
heading into the final 12 games. Wow. The people got me, didn't they? I will say DG finishes last. Oh, come on. I finish in third. In the last... Yeah. In the last 12 games... Bowl games weren't kind. Troy, you went four and seven. Yeah, bowl games were not kind. The people... Three and eight. Troy, congratulations! By one game. Wow. By one game, you are the Mitch in Vegas 2023-24 champion at a record of 57 and 41. That's pretty good. Wow. What do you have to say for yourself? Um... I'll take that year. Definitely take that year. I actually am surprised I won by one, given the way that the bowl games played out. Wow. Because, uh, let's be perfectly honest, the bowl season in terms of gambling, woo, wow. <laughs> uh, and not just me. I mean, it, because of all of the various uh, different things going on. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, all of the intangibles. Bowl season is a different beast now. It is. And there's a lot of them go, well, I'm not touching that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Congratulations, Thank Troy. You. We Thank take you. our first break. When we come back, we're off to hoops. Get you ready for the Cats and Mountaineers. Mitch Palm, after these words, just magically starts working. That's funny how that works. Snowstorm. Oh, yeah. Covered up a bunch of important gadgets. Somebody must have just like cleaned off the satellite dish out there or something yep. so we could transmit the signal. Paul. A lot of radio stuff. A lot of technical radio stuff. Jargon that you guys wouldn't get. Mitch Troy David <laughs> and AJ. What does AJ uh, stand for? Andrew Joseph. <laughs> Andrew not Andrew Joseph. Johnson, not Andrew Jackson, Andrew Joseph. Nice. And... I didn't know how much of a Bears fan you really are until I followed you on X a while ago. But you are like, this season, you have been red hot, dude. I am. Well, you have to see me with the Cubs. Oh, boy. Because the Cubs, I'm more I'm more fanatical about them. But, yeah, the <laughs> Bears, yeah. AJ gets after him. I saw. AJ doesn't. Oh, I've uh, seen my timeline flooded with some heat towards the Bears. <laughs> some heat. I apologize. No, no, you keep that up. You keep that'll get that you some up. followers. I like that, dude. Because some people come at AJ for his takes, and then he comes back at them. I love that. So tell us how you feel about Everflus. Uh, <laughs> the only answer is he needs to be fired, and we need to get a new coach. A lot of fans want Harbaugh. I'm big Bobby Slowick fan. Houston Texans OC has really been a big key to CJ Stroud's success, but they got to get they got to get a new coach in there. Mike Vrabel's out there. Vrabel, I like him, but I want an offensive mind. I I know I was being sarcastic. <laughs> Vrabel among those who got fired, by the way. Mm. All right, AJ. Here we go. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. K-State 11-3. They are 1-0 in Big 12 play. They're at West Virginia 5-9 of the Mountaineers. They've had a real rough start. <laughs> They're 0-1 in the conference after getting demolished by Houston on Saturday. The spread, according to Vegas, is K-State 1.5. Over-under is 140.5. West Virginia leads the all-time series 16-10, and that is 15-9 in the Big 12 era. 
Mountaineers have won four in a row against K-State at the WVU Coliseum. So the Cats looking for a big bounce back in Morgantown. Well, Josh Eilert, the head coach of the Mountaineers, and he's made it pretty clear over the last couple of weeks, even though they have had guys playing for the first time over the last three weeks or so because of that uh, temporary restraining order on Mm -hmm. the rule that if you're a second-time transfer but you haven't graduated, you got to sit out a year. Now those guys that have been sitting out, which it's been like, what, feels like half the team. (laughs) Right. They're now playing now, including Kirk Creesa in Raekwon Battle. Also Noah Farrakhan in there as well, who's a transfer from Eastern Michigan, also played a little bit at East Carolina. Mountaineers have, I mean, they've had two lineups this year. Before the second transfer guys, and then after the temporary restraining order, and now they are playing... But they're still trying to figure some things out. It's not like these guys that are now finally playing is rusty. They're just trying to find a way to be consistent, Mm. especially on the offensive end. I mean, offensively, they are last in the Big 12 in scoring. They're the last in shooting. They're the last last team in the conference in three-point shooting. And I mean, even defensively, they have a couple of numbers that they are last place in the Big 12 as well, including they're giving up 71 points a game. That is the worst in the Big 12. They're also last in two-point shooting. Just 46.7%. Worse in the Big 12. Now, a lot of these numbers, you're like, well, you know, they haven't had these other guys that have been sitting out, which are basically now all starters. They've only been playing four or five games. How truly can we go by these season numbers? Well, we'll use two-point scoring. 47%. For the season, since these guys have been playing, they've been scoring 50% mm. from two. Better, mm-hmm. but not where you want it not to be. Great. Yeah. You want it to be much better. Three-point shooting. West Virginia right now, 29% on the year. K-State was actually last place for a while. Now West Virginia's last place. Mm. Ever since all these guards have started playing and they're scoring buckets, But in the last three games, West Virginia has been 25% from three-point range. They're okay getting to the free throw line. Not great with offensive rebounds, just 10 a game. What they actually, I think they do best offensively, not turn it over. They actually do a pretty good job of taking care of the basketball at just 10 turnovers a game. Now, defensively is where they are better. Um, they do a very good job at keeping opponents away from the free throw line. And I think this is a pretty solid key here. Can K-State get to the free throw line against a team that doesn't send the opponent to the line very often? Free throw late's only 22%. That is sixth nationally. Ooh. They are the sixth best team at not giving up free throw attempts. However, K-State has been averaging about 23 free throws a game. And they've been shooting quite a few these last five games. So that'll be an interesting clash. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. aggressive can K-State be, and will they draw some whistles? All right, let's get to the players. First of all, no Jesse Edwards. K-State tried recruiting him. He was the big guy out of Syracuse. He is out. He is out with injury. And he was averaging, I mean, he was putting up 15-9 and nine a game. That is a true post player that West Virginia will not have, so I will make this aware as well. 
watch the paint play tonight. Mm. Can West Virginia be true rim protectors without their best rim protector? How will David Gazon, David Gasson, and Will McNair play against the lack of depth that West Virginia will have downstairs? Raekwon Battle, K-State's familiar with him, played him against him when he was with Montana State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 6'5 guard, he wears number 21, and in his return, he's played in four games. He's averaging 21.5 points per game, shooting 46% from two. So that could be better, but he'll hit some threes. He can be a shooter. Kirk Creesa, who's a transfer from Arizona, 6'3 guard, wears number three. He's played in five games. He's shooting 75.5% from three. He can really dish out the assists, and right now he's averaging six a game. And then Noah Farrakhan, the 6'1 guard who wears number one, the transfer from Eastern Michigan, has played in five games, and he's averaging 14 points per game. Not much depth for this Mountaineer team. Once you go, Pat, even if you go to the other starters that were starting before they were actually playing, Mm -hmm. they do have some experience, but they weren't very good. And they're still looking for that consistency on the offensive side of the game. Now, what I do worry about is what if they do find some consistency tonight? What if K-State just happens to be finding some bad luck and they run into, all of a sudden, a West Virginia team that has a spark? In a, in a true road game. Yeah. K-State's played just once on the road in a true road game. However, defense was so good in that game against LSU. Really good. And that's where I go to my keys to the game. That's one of my big keys to the game. Can K-State continue to ramp up their great defensive play that they've? I think they've honestly had in the last three weeks or so, four or five games, but was really good against UCF? Because we already know that West Virginia isn't the best scoring team. They have scorers, but that depth only goes so far. There's not a whole lot of it. How far can that go tonight with K-State's defense? has been playing really well lately. And another big prediction of mine, can Tyler Perry do it two games in a row? Can he go off? First of all, I just want to see him score in the first half. Mm-hmm. I know he's a second-half player, and there's nothing wrong with that. But can he put some points on the board in the first half and really light it up in the second half? Will Luck strike twice with Tyler Perry and find finally that consistency that we haven't seen from his shooting since the beginning of the year, he hit six threes against UCF. Ken Palm says K-State wins it. 61% chance, 69-66 the final. Mitch Palm really likes K-State's chances. West Virginia is not a very good team. They're still trying to figure a lot of things out. A lot has to go right for West Virginia to win this game. Quite honestly, I think a lot of things have to go wrong for K-State to lose this game. And my gut says all that stuff won't happen. They'll have enough going right. I think we're going to see a nice game from Will McNair. I think he has back-to-back nice games. Tyler Perry, can he shoot it big time once again? We'll see. I think that's going to be a big key to this game. But I have the Cats getting it done. 75% chance Cats win in Morgantown by the final score of 71 to 64. Mm -hmm. I have a seven point win for the Cats in Morgantown. Nice.
No couches being lit aflame tonight. It's going, the cats are coming to town. Baby. Well, they are going to be here, but it's to keep warm. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Get them ready, boys and girls. They were trying to do that in, in Ann Arbor last night oh. and just failed miserably. Oh. There was a video that got out there. Some students were li- trying to light a couch on fire in like, their Aggieville yeah. area. Yeah. And they're using lighter fluid. They're spraying it down. They got the, the lighter out, the grill lighter, and it's kind of sparking. And then they're just pouring more lighter fluid on it. And somebody's like, screw it. I'm done with it. They just flipped the couch over and left it there. <laughs> oh, it would have been a nice secondhand couch for somebody. And you'll ruin it. AJ, did the cats win tonight? Uh, yes. By the way, you want me to cut this uh, bed? <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Keep it Keep going. Keep it playing. I'm going to tell you what, as long as nobody gets wonkified on threes, if uh, all of a sudden, because doesn't that seem to happen to K-State wow. where like all of a sudden somebody, they're not yeah. great three-point shooting teams, just all of a sudden get wonkified and start hitting a bunch, as long as that doesn't happen, we're talking dunkaroni on them, you know what I'm saying? Well, I quite, we... That's another part of the game we could talk about here because we saw Taj Manning get quite a few minutes. Uh-huh. Also, Dorian Finister. Uh-huh. Dorian Finister plays pretty well against UCF. Is, is it still Dorian Finister's turn? Does Jarrell Colbert then get his chance to shine a little bit? He's he comes, been waiting his turn. He comes in and goes a double-double on him. Triple-double. I think that's the biggest question of the game is K-State's rotation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do they go right back to Dorian Finister? Does he get the same amount of minutes? Can he be as productive? Do they go a little bit deeper? It's game by game, like Tang said uh, on Saturday. Hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more Buddy Rich. Yeah. Let him go off the handle. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Jabroni of the Week. Guys, we're getting close to pregame coverage of the Cats and Mountaineers. They tip off at 6. Pregame at 5. Jabroni. No mouth. You Jabroni. You Jabronis hit the jackpot. That Hollywood blonde Jabroni. Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this Jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. All right, here we go. Three sonable mentions. I will culminate with my Jabroni of the Week. Guys, we first start with um, Week 18 NFL game. I'm going to go with Colts head coach Shane Steichen. Ooh. I hated the finish to the game for them because it's a do-or-die moment. They're down. They need a touchdown at home to beat the Texans to get to the playoffs. Winner going to the playoffs, guys. Well, it's a fourth down in one in plus territory. Like two minutes left or something like that. They have all three timeouts. Fourth and one, clock rolling. Mm-hmm. They decide to just let the clock run. <laughs> let it run. Fourth and one. <laughs> They still they need to score. They and then right at the last second, boop, take a timeout. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Well, they try to go with a little uh, pass to the uh, H back into the left flat. Pass a little off the mark from uh, Garner Minshew to a backup running back. Falls incomplete. Two questions. You're down, mm-hmm. and you're not guaranteed to get this fourth and one. Why are we just letting Precious Time run off the clock to take a timeout? Here's the thing you don't understand. Well, and why is... <laughs> Come on, man. It's the Dolts. Oh, God. Careful. Why is your first string running back the best player on the team not in the game? The man you just paid millions of dollars. Grudgingly. 
paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're like, fine. Come back, please. That is a good question. Where was he? Is he not a like a catch kind of guy? Jonathan Taylor Thomas was just sitting there on the sideline. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, nice. JTT's in there next to, to what's his name? I can't think of the kid's name. Okay, moving on. Yeah. That was a brutal practice brutal. run there. <laughs> uh, my next dishonorable mention. Randy. I'm going to go with. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to think of the brothers' names? The brothers' names. Yeah. Well, you have Randy and Mark. Mark. Yeah. He was standing next to Mark and <laughs> couldn't get it. In. Oh, man. Anyway. Talking to a big home improvement fan. Over I was going to say, man. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, uh, Man of the House, when he did that movie with Chevy Chase? I, I think it was Farrah Fawcett. I did that was the actress. That. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember, um, didn't he do one with Sinbad where he was like the um, first kid? Yeah. Was that him yeah. or was that somebody? I think it was somebody else. Would you believe that I actually know someone who had a uh, who had an extra role in that movie? What? Yeah, I know. What what scene were they in? Uh, good question. I'd have to dig into it. It's been a while since Figure Greg. Figure it out later. Since Greg has <laughs> shared the story. <laughs> we have more Jabones. <laughs> Troy knows everybody, right? Seems that way sometimes. Um, my next assault will mention the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, did they oh blow my it? God. I mean, after they got that win in Pittsburgh, players are stealing those terrible towels from the fans, and they start waving them and stuff, and. They start selling playoff tickets, like with what seven weeks left in the regular season. But they 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 felt they had a spot locked up when they didn't officially have it locked up. Oh, yeah, man. Well, they lose five of their next six games. They lose to the Tennessee Titans in Mike Vrabel's last game, and that screwed the Jaguars out of making it to the playoffs. They're looking for their second straight division title since the late nineties. And they fall short with that loss. They completely choked. Reason they're dishonorable mention, though, is so the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, you know, this kind of hurts a little bit, you know, where I'm, you know, where I put my, uh, my, what's the word I'm looking for? Dedication or allegiance. Allegiance. There you go. To AEW. Uh huh. AEW is hosted by Tony Khan. Well, his dad is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville loses. WWE on Fox Twitter account retweeted Jacksonville's <laughs> old tweet of them saying two months ago that playoff tickets are on sale. Oh. And then they use that gif. It's a very popular gif going around right now of Kurt Angle just staring right into the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's WWE versus AEW trolling there. Oh, I was like, beautiful. I, I, game respects game. For I got to sure. I gotta tip my cap to that. My last dishonorable mention is going to go to comedian uh, Joe Coy. Yeah. Who hosted the Golden Globes. I don't really watch award shows, but I was like, it's the Golden Globes. I've heard things about it like it could be pretty controversial. The host roast people at the beginning. I, let me, I'm going to check this out. He bombed. Oof. Yeah. And he bombed big time. Now, I, I'm not going to play any highlights from the monologue where he truly bombed, but when he came out for the second time to like announce some presenters, he decided to... Taylor Swift was in the room mm-hmm. and decided to make a joke about Taylor Swift. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Here. Sorry about that. 
and he apologizes at the end. Honestly, I didn't think that was a bad joke. It's not a bad it's, joke. It wasn't terrible. No, but he flubbed it. Yeah. Well, and Taylor just mean mugged him. Oh, yeah. Afterwards. I mean, oh, yeah. Stonewall, T.O.'d face, wasn't having it, takes a sip of her drink. Girlfriends are whispering to her like, what an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. He buried himself even more. He couldn't win in that room. And nope. like people have said in the past, those award shows when you're hosting – it's a really tough room to get over with. Oh my god! With your comedy, I'd like to hear the last time that everyone liked an award show host, because every one of them gets buried. But my jabroni of the week, we go to a team out of Houston, Texas. Oh, my jabroni of the week is the College of Biblical Studies women's oh. basketball team. I we talked about this the other day. Yes, they lost to Grambling State. 159 to 18. Ooh. That set the new Division I women's basketball record for margin of victory <laughs> 141 points. What? College of Biblical Studies, they're a D2 school. They had 57 turnovers in the game. Oh. They're 0 and 8. And what was even funnier is on their like official athletics website, they didn't post the final score. They skipped it yeah. and started continuing to list scores on their website. And um, they're now 0 and 8. I mean, they only have eight players. They're all freshmen. Oh. <laughs> but yes, they were at a major disadvantage. They were still on the wrong side of some pretty major history. The previous record was back in 2018 when Savannah State beat Wesleyan. That's out of Georgia, 155 to 26. Damn. That's just getting roasted, man. At some point, you got to flagrant foul somebody. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Woof. Brutal. Oof. All right. Real quick break. When we come back, DG has to mess with it. Easy Three, for you two, to say. One. Hey, AJ, cut that, please. <laughs> when we come back, David G will have Ask Us Anything next. The week after these words. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, fellas. What's a lesson that you only had to learn once? For me, it was always check the oven before you start, like, preheating it. Um, I didn't know people didn't keep their pots and pans in ovens. Um, Okay. My family definitely does. So I went to preheat, and it was not good, boys. I learned a pretty big one when I was 16, and that's the very valuable... Uh, lesson of making sure you check your oil Ooh. in your yeah. vehicle yeah. because I did have an engine blow up on me. Knock, and when I say knock. blow up, you know, it just no oil in it. Yeah. So it screwed up the engine and I had to get a whole new engine. They don't sound So I good. take out my first loan. <laughs> really? <laughs> to pay for that engine. Wow. Yeah, on a Ford Ranger. <laughs> yep. It wasn't, Ooh. honestly, it wasn't, I mean, today it's probably way more sure, than what it used to be. Sure. It's still, at the time, uh, don't eat the yellow snow. Ooh. Wait, wait. So you ate yellow no, snow? No, I'm kidding. I'm. Yes, yeah. you did not. Yeah. No. Um, that is a good one, and that's a fun one. When you're a little kid, that's a rule, and you're like, oh, I'm definitely not breaking that one. No, the actual one is don't put your tongue on a railing. Man. I uh, Another lesson I learned is when you 
play football and somebody's running towards your sideline, get out of the way or else you're going to get smashed yeah. and knocked over. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch. That happened to me one time, and w- that was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me athletically. <laughs> that versus Freddie Espria swatting my shot from underneath the basket and my shot from the free throw line. Well, I'm glad he swatted somebody's shot because when he got here, he didn't do, he didn't do anything. Yeah, so. he was really good at Cloud County's floor at yeah. K-State. <laughs> People forget about him. Yeah, they do. Also, Jason Bennett. Oof. Smoking cigs Speaking of fat. big guys, yeah. Yeah. And that guy might have been, and I'm sorry, but I, this is just true honesty, the dumbest player that ever played at K-State. <laughs> <laughs> Me block shots. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, caveman mentality. Like, For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right, we got to bounce because K-State Hoops coming up next. Pre-game coverage, wide and stand for Morgantown, West Virginia. Tip-off at six, Cats and Mountaineers from the WVU Coliseum. For AJ, Troy, DJ, Mitch, go Cats.